I'm preaching a message called Let Love Lead. Uh, Pointiana campus, they meet every Wednesday. Uh, Dennis is out there preaching. He preached this message. And I was like, dude, send me your outline because I want to re-preach it, all right? So it's kind of like my own flavor to it. Tonight, somebody say, let love lead. Man, I want to read to you uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Anybody got a Bible? Amen. Listen, next week, you want to show off for the young adult service. How about you bring your Bible, amen? Show those young adults that you are more spiritual than they are, all right? <laughs> As you guys know, listen to me. We said this for the last two weeks. As you guys know, uh, we don't really show that much scripture on the screens anymore because we're kind of encouraging you to bring your own Bible. Um, so tonight, we're just going to read together. But next week, come on, bring your Bible, amen? amen? If you don't have a Bible, talk to a leader. Talk to me. Talk to anyone. Say, hey, how can I get a Bible? We will find you a Bible, all right? So just we'll take your information, amen? As we look to the screens, right? And uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, if you have it, read with us. It's the New International Version. It says, you all the salt of the earth. This is Jesus talking. How do I know it's Jesus talking? Because in your Bible, the, re- the letters are red. You are salt of the earth. Tough crowd. You are the salt of the earth, right? That's what Jesus says. But if the salt loses its saltiness, uh-oh, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14, he says it strongly again. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the light. Somebody say light. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to those, to everyone in the house. Sorry. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. Let's pray. Lord, we're going to let love lead. That's our promise to you. That's our, that's our covenant with you, is that we're going to let love lead our lives. We're not going to let popularity lead our lives. We're not going to let fame lead our lives. We're not going to let anything else but God and his love lead us every day of our lives. That's our promise and our covenant with you. Come on, somebody say amen tonight. Can I talk to you about my summer in New York a couple summers ago? Um, this is amazing. How many guys loved kind of like that city life? Anybody love the city, like being around? I know, listen, I know downtown Orlando is literally like four streets of downtown. But for me, I'm just attracted to big buildings. Anybody else? I see build, I see build parking lots, and I just get excited. I'm like, I want to drive to the top and just look, right? I love big buildings. Anybody love big buildings? Isn't it amazing, isn't it amazing that God sends his son Jesus, Jesus steps into the world, he looks at his followers, he says, listen, you are the light of the world, not not only are you the light of the world, but guess what, you're a city built on a hill. Imagine a city built on a hill, come on, that's like an image right there, and not only does he call them a city on a hill, but he says, you're the light of the world. Jesus is saying something really huge. Jesus is saying that, that, that we're light and we're a city of light and it's just on a hill so that all can see. Those broken, those hurting, those lost, those in darkness should be able to lift their eyes and see a body of believers that the light is shining through them. That's what people should see, right? They should see the light of Jesus. Now, here's a question. It's a fun question, right? When you read the Bible and you have questions, it's okay to have questions, all right? It's like math class. There's no dumb question in the Bible, all right? If you have a dumb question, ask it. It's a good question. Here was my question reading this. How can a city 
be the light of the world. How does that make sense? That a city can be the light of the world when in my Bible, it, it talks about Jesus being the light of the world. It's an old worship song. Light of the world, you step down. Nobody knows into darkness. All right, sorry guys, my old folks are here like, yes, my jam. Here I am to worship. Come on, y'all. There we go. Take it, take it away, worship team. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Amazing. So you guys are like, I've never heard that song in my life. What happens when the Bible says stuff like that? Like Jesus is the light of the world, and then he looks at you, and he says, no, you're the light of the world. You're a city built on the hill. How can light of the world be connected to a city? Let me tell you, imagine a city. Silly. You guys with me tonight? I'm just checking if y'all awake. Because when we play the piano, y'all fall asleep. We're like, love, love, leave me asleep. <laughs> but wake up. Imagine a city full of glass. Do you see the image now? That light is coming from somewhere, but it's hitting the city. And because it's so high and lifted up, because it's separated and transparent, the light of God flows through it. So it's not a city giving off light. We don't give off light from ourselves. What Jesus is saying, he's not calling you the light of the world. He's saying, you're the light of the world. You sit on the hill because my glory, my power, my presence will always flow through you. Y'all here tonight? This is how I know he says that because he says, listen, when you have a lamp, you don't put it under a a table. You don't hide it. You can't cover it. You need to uncover it and let the the light shine through you. So you got to let love lead Verse 14, this is an amazing verse. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. That's who you are. And here's the truth about light, is that light can only shine through things that are clear. You guys with me? Light can only shine through objects that are transparent. If I try to shine light through a wall, it will not happen. But if you remove the wall and you put glass, although it's still there, it's still tangible, the light still travels through. So when God says you're the light of the world, you're just sitting on your hill, he says, I'm raising up a church that is up there for all to see. Light doesn't come from it, but it shines through it. I'm lifting up a transparent church that when God shines his light on you, it flows through you. And that if there's any sin, if there's any darkness in that light, that they would understand what Jesus did for them, that they would understand that Jesus paid for the sin, he paid for the guilt, he paid for the shame, he paid for the addiction. It's gone, it has no hold on you. When you come to the Father, believing in what Jesus did for you, made you righteous by your own beliefs, by your own faith, faith actually sends you towards righteousness. When you understand that, you begin to live a life with God, a transparent relationship with God. You see, isn't it funny how we can come to church and worship a God that we don't know? Yeah, we can worship a God that we only worship on Friday nights. Man, that's not worshiping in transparency. Transparency is, God, I believe you enough to know you on Saturday. I believe you enough to talk to you on Monday. I believe you enough to repent on Tuesday. I believe you enough to worship on Wednesday. Lord, so when Friday comes, I am not reconnecting. I'm not wiping off all the dirt from my life. But every day, Lord, make me a vessel. Every day, Lord, cleanse me. I repent of my ways. I was walking one way, but now I turn your way. Every single day, we need to fight for our transparency with God. If you're not transparent with God, you'll always be on another page. God, can you use me? He's like, let's repent first. God, can you do this in my life? Let's get this down first. You're still ungrateful of what I've already done in your life. 
It takes a church to say, I, I want to be the light of the world. I just don't want to be a city on a hill. I want to be transparent with God so that his light shines through me. Here's the truth, that love will never leave you alone. It'll never leave you alone. You know how I know that? Because God says he will never leave you alone. And God said, you can call me one thing. Define me by one thing. You want to define me? You want to know what to call me? You want to know my biggest characteristic? I am love. And I will never leave you. What does that mean? Love will never leave you alone. Love will never abandon you. Love will never leave you, even if you're in darkness, even if you're in sin. What sin does is it doesn't push God away. Sin actually distorts the light that he's trying to shine through you. You think your sin, God is afraid of it? God is not afraid. He is not moving away from you when you sin. We serve a God that came down to us. We serve a Jesus that stepped into the world, into the darkness. God fought for you. He sent his son to die for you. And when we fall, God's like, man, let's get back up. Let's keep moving. Stay transparent. Some of you guys haven't repented for the sins you've already done. You got to get right with God. You got to be righteous in the eyes of God. When you hold back on repentance, you hold back on being cleansed. And that's why Pastor Ariel's message was probably the best message for you during camp. If you haven't heard it, we'll post it on social media pretty soon. It's because when you understand that a life with Jesus causes transparency, there is no shame in this lifestyle. There is no guilt in this lifestyle. We're always walking as if we are one with the Father, because we are. Jesus built a bridge. He didn't build an eclipse. He built a, he built a bridge to the Father. And the truth is, is that if Jesus says that my light is supposed to shine through you for all to see, that means that my light is always going to be there. It's never going to leave you alone. Never going to leave you. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, oh, my God, I love love. Love love. Like, I love the idea of love. You know what it's like saying? It's like, you love God. <laughs> you love God. You love love. God is love. God has a promise over you that he would never leave you nor forsake you. God has a promise with you that he will always be there in your times of need and in your times of struggle. The biggest thing that the world needs is love because the biggest thing that the world needs is God. Amen. Here's the truth, that God created the light that shines through you. God created that light. He created it. He made you transparent. Here's the truth. The enemy of your soul, Satan himself, Lucifer, who was once an, an angel of light, the Bible calls. Here's why he was an angel of light, because he literally represented what Jesus is saying. You wonder why the enemy is so after you, why he attacks you, why he, he, he literally tries to distort your mind. He really, like, he really tries to kill you. He really tries to, to make you look impure. He tries to lie to you, right? So many people are led to suicide, I believe, because the enemy is just looks at what God has in them, looks at the purpose over their life, and begins to lie to them. And aren't we so foolish sometimes to believe the lies of the enemy over the truth of God? We don't believe the lives of the enemy. The truth is, the enemy wants to kill you. Here's why. Because you took his job. You took his role. God had him in a purpose. He was called the angel of light. And here's the truth. He was at a position in heaven that he would have all these crystals. The Bible says that he had all these crystals and jewels and, and, and just beautiful stones on his skin. And that with the light of God reigned over heaven, the light would shine on Lucifer. And Lucifer would begin to glow. And the light would shine through Lucifer. But then when Lucifer realized that he was being used, he thought he was a god because the light was shining through him. He thought he was just as good as God. He began to, to build up pride. He began to build up an ego. He began to believe and be confused that the light shining through him came from him. Because he doesn't see behind him. All he sees is in front of him. So when the presence of God, I'm teaching you, when the presence of God shows up, 
angels will bow looking at Lucifer, not worshiping Lucifer, worshiping the light that's shown through him. Like a city on a hill. And, and what happens in the Bible, you'll notice that Lucifer gets called the angel of light. And then when he gets kicked out of heaven because of his heart condition, he's now called the angel of darkness. You notice that transition. The only transition is God. He had the best thing going until the worst thing going. The angel of light to the angel of darkness. And the only thing that changed was the presence and the light of God. Nothing changed from Lucifer except for his heart while God was shining through him. You wonder why the, you know, you wonder why the, the enemy hates you. Because when he sees you in your light, he wants to begin to teach you that the light doesn't really shine through you. The enemy wants to lie to you and tell you that God's grace isn't really all over you. Like that thing you did, like that thing you do, like that thing that eats at you, like that's actually going to lead you to a life away from God's grace. But the truth is, is that God's not really so bad at giving us grace. We're just sometimes really bad at receiving it. Receiving his grace, understanding that God, you actually do love me enough to lead me. You actually love me enough to let your love walk with me for all the days of my life. And that's why Lucifer hates you. That's why he's after you. That's why he wants to stop you. It's because he sees you doing what he was supposed to do. And the truth is, is that this city on a hill, this light of the world, man, that's not your doing. Your goal, you know what me and your goal is? It's to be righteous in the sight of God. And to say, Lord, make me a vessel, cleanse me, wash me, make me transparent that your light shines through me. That I'm not just a lamp being put under a bed. What's the good of a nightlight that's under something? Man, a nightlight is so much more awesome when it's out in the open for all people to see. God is the light, and we are responsible for it to shine. That is your responsibility. Your responsibility is to let the light shine through you, to stay transparent with God. You guys here today? Stay transparent with God. I remember I was talking to my sister last Christmas, um, well, around two Christmases ago. She was in New York at an amazing church, and she told me the sermon title. And I was like, I don't even need to hear the sermon title. I don't, need, I don't even need to hear the sermon because I feel like I, hold a, I heard the whole sermon just hearing the title. And I'm going to tell you the title, and I think it really ties in with tonight's sermon so well. Um, this sermon, it really marked me. Just the title. It was Christmas. How many of you guys know about Christmas that you guys have to leave the lights on at a certain point? You guys know that? Like, when it's Christmas, you lo- normally don't leave your lights on that long. But, you know, come on, you got the tree lit. Come on, you got outside looking all nice. Some of you guys put rainbow uh, lights on the bushes. Those look awesome, right? Anybody ever had a rainbow Christmas tree? Anybody try something different once? Like three of us. All right, we're cool. We're cool. Y'all just keep it basic with the white. It's all good. It's all, it's all right to be basic. What's awesome is, is that you keep, you keep your lights on, right? You keep your lights on. And, and, and the pastor, he looked at the church. He said, listen, never forget to keep the lights on. What is he talking about? He's not talking about your actual house lights. He's talking about the light that shines in you. He's talking about the light that Jesus actually brings to you that's supposed to shine through you. And what he tells the church during Christmas time in the middle of the in the middle of New York, when everyone's sporting their nice houses and the lights, he said, listen, just like your house lights, just like your Christmas lights, let the light that Jesus has for you always shine through you. Don't forget to leave the lights on. Even when you leave church, even when you leave camp, don't forget to let the light of Jesus always shine through you. Don't forget to leave the lights on. 
Don't forget to do. Listen, for your light to shine through you, you are responsible for that. That's your responsibility is to let the light of Jesus shine through you. That's your responsibility. As a Christian, you know what you need to fight for? Transparency with God. Don't fight for learning all the songs that we sing, even though that's awesome. You know what you should fight the most for in your relationship with God? Transparency. Some of you guys talk to your friends faster than you do to God. Some of you guys talk to other people that will actually take what you've given them and distort it. you got to give it straight to the Father. You got to stay clear, stay on the same page. I said this example once, and I'll say it again. It's like a married couple, right? They just got in a big argument. They have disagreements, right? The, the husband did something that he wasn't supposed to do, and he, they, they go to sleep mad, right? Imagine that. They go to sleep mad. They wake up in the morning. The, the wife's cooking. You know, she's still like, he hasn't said sorry. He hasn't talked to me about anything, right? Husband comes out the bedroom, and he kind of just forgets about what happened. He forgets that he did her wrong. He forgets that he messed up. He walks up to her, and he's like, hey, boo thing, how you doing? Give me a hug. She's like, skirt. You haven't even asked for forgiveness yet. You, we're not on the same page. You got to reconcile with me first so you'd be righteous in my eyes. And we treat the same way we got sometimes. We, 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 we sin, we mess up, right? We slip and fall. I'm not talking about, like, you know, moral failures. I'm talking about, you know, the sins that we kind of visit every day, like anger, impatience, sending a, a, a nasty thing to someone else. That's, that's not you failing and falling. That's you doing something stupid. That's not like, you guys hear me tonight? Yeah. Not a moral failure. A lot of times we say, oh, yeah, man, you know, pornography, I'm just, I'm struggling with that. You're not struggling with pornography. You're choosing pornography. You guys here with me? The sins that you disobey God, those are sins because you're missing the mark. But to watch a porn video, let's stay with me, is to actually go through the steps, right? You got you to get secluded. You got to, you know, you got to do all the nasty stuff and get weird and, and all that stuff happens. Listen, that's not, listen to me. I know that's real funny, but a lot of you guys here tonight are dealing with that. Can we talk about it? You guys are struggling with it, and you're calling it a struggle, saying, God, you're with me in my struggle. That is not a struggle. There's a lot of borders, a lot of places in the way before you get to that point, and the Holy Spirit is convicting you all along the way. That's struggle pornography. That's not a real struggle. A real struggle is you being impatient, you having anger, you just thinking lustfully, you just, it happening in your heart. Jesus shows up to this scene. He says, listen, you guys been listening to the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. If you hate your brother, you killed him. A lot of you guys are not trying to, like, have sex before marriage. That's awesome. If you lust for another man's wife in your heart, you've already done the sin. That's why we need to stay, what, transparent with God. Like the wife, come on, you're trying to come to me and you're trying to ask for all these things. Understand that you need to be one and be transparent with me first. You need to actually have a conversation about what's been dealing with you, what's been actually handling you, what's in your life. You guys here tonight? For our light to shine, we, mu we must let love lead. For our light to shine, we must let love lead. Let me read you Proverbs 3, verses 3 to 4. My son, do not forget my teaching, but my commandments in your heart. Keep it. Verse 2, for they will prolong your life many years. So don't forget my teaching. Don't forget my commandments because you'll live longer. You, you'll just live really long. How many of you guys want to live long? Have a full and complete healthy life. This is the promise of God. Like, y'all read over the promises of God sometimes. Read the promises of God. If you keep my commandments... And you don't forget what I've taught you, man, you're going to have a long life. I will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. What I want to focus on is verse 3. It says in verse 3, let love 
and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and in the sight of man. What an amazing promise. Back to verse 3, please. Back to verse 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Man, a lot of you guys like nice wearing necklaces and chains. You know what's the biggest thing you should keep around your neck is love and faithfulness. Bind them around your neck. Bind them. That every day you wake up with love and faithfulness on your neck around you. You can't miss it. You can't forget about it. Make that your daily prayer. Lord, can I stay in love with you? Lord, can I stay faithful to your call over my life? Am I going to church? That's not a faithful prayer. Am I going to serve? That's not a faithful prayer. Am I going to invite my friends? That's not a faithful prayer. A faithful prayer says, Lord, every single moment you can use me. It's around my neck. I can't miss it. I can't let love escape me. I need to let love lead me. And I got to take what you've written to me, your commandments, your love, faithfulness. I'll bind them in my heart. Write them on the tablet of my heart. Some of you guys this summer, you've been writing the wrong things on your heart. This, heart, this summer, I'm going to focus on building myself. This summer, I'm going to focus on l- looking at that girl. This summer, I'm going to focus on getting that guy. That's the wrong thing to be on your heart. What needs to stay on your heart is the love and faithfulness of God. Then you'll find peace. Then you'll find prosperity. Then you'll f- find many years, le- many years of life. You guys here with me? All the darkness in the world is a result of you leading yourself. All the darkness in this world is a result of people walking in their own ways, being their own gods, being their own just leader. But man, if you're fo- anybody a follower of Jesus, can you wave at me if, you, if you're a follower of Jesus? We don't make our own decisions. We ask God about them. We don't just move. God, where do you want me to move? And we let God lead us. We let love lead us. Listen, to let love lead, lead you is to let God lead you. Let's be clear tonight. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up quickly. Can we say this together? To let love lead you. All right, some of you guys said that. Like you are full of like rice, beans, and chicken in your mouth. Love, love, baby. You guys here tonight? Come on, say to let love lead you is to let God lead you. Man, if I'm transparent in God's presence, I'll be transformed by his love. You guys hear? Listen, God's calling you. Look at me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I know our attention spans, they're really, really small. Mine too. If I hear too long, I'll just look everywhere. It's crazy. You know you need to fight for more than anything in this relationship with God. You need to fight for transparency. That you and God are on the same page. You and God are on the same page. Some of you guys are going to have to make some changes this summer to set you up for the fall to be better. You guys here tonight? I love this point. If I'm transparent in God's presence, I'll be transformed by his love. When I'm transparent, when I'm clear, a city on a hill, the light of the world, we don't produce our own light. We let God's light shine through us. Man, when we are transparent in God's presence, that's when we'll be transformed by his love. No longer will I look to them for the source because now the source flows through me. Sometimes we come to church and we try to let someone else's light rub off on us. Sometimes we, we, we come to church and we're like, man, is everyone worshiping? Let's play as fast as we can. 
is, is, is everyone worshiping? Because if, if everyone's not worshiping, I won't worship. That's trying to let someone else's light flow through you. But you shouldn't wait on no one to worship. You shouldn't wait on no one to connect to the Father. God has created you to be transparent with him too. That your hands can go up and the light of God shine through you. Let the love of God shine through you. Can I read to you Matthew chapter 16, verse 25? This verse is honestly a little scary. Not because I'm afraid of what will happen to me, but I'm afraid that our mindsets are sometimes off. Our mindsets are sometimes crippled by the world's mindsets. So this verse says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Whoever wants to save their life, whoever wants to do their own thing, listen to me, listen to me. You can walk away from Jesus right now. You can walk away and live your own life. That's not really living. You can walk away from God and try to find peace, try to find love, try to find security, trying to find pleasure. You can't find none of those things outside of God. Those are all wells that you'll keep visiting. You'll keep visiting and you go deeper and deeper and deeper into depression, deeper into addiction, deeper into lust. The enemy presents to you these wells that won't fill you. They won't complete you. They, they can't compare to the presence of God, right? So, so we have this mindset that sometimes we choose between the life God wants for us and the life that we lead ourselves. And we kind of walk into that life. We, we kind of jump in head over heels and it just keeps calling us for more. It keeps calling us for more. And Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to save your life, if you want to live the best life, don't walk in the way of the world. Walk in the way that I'm leading you. Walk in the way that I'm pointing you to. Walk in the way that I'm calling you to. Walk in that light. So if you want to save your life, you lose it. But if you give your life for me, you'll experience true love. You'll experience true purpose. Can I tell you what I've been learning? As I said, listen to me, listen to me, stay with me. As I've been serving God, can I tell you some of the things I've been living? Come on, I've been experiencing real living. Can we put it up? Real living. I thought I knew living until I gave my life to Jesus, where every breath is a breath of grace. You guys here tonight? Before Jesus, before the gospel, before I understood that Jesus actually died for me, that somebody out there loved me more than I love myself, stay down. Before I found out that people love me at a certain extent, but God's love is the one that changes my life, experiencing the love of God, I experienced real living. Some of you guys are figuring that out now. Like, man, the fun of the world doesn't compare to fun and God. Like, you guys had a great, who had a great summer camp last week? Man, that doesn't compare to anything the world has to offer. Being around people that are citizens of heaven, expecting of what God has for us, nothing better. You see, Jesus gives you light. Jesus lets it shine through you for you to actually experience real living. Not only real living, number two, real loving. Being in the light of Jesus shining through you, it's not all about just living and being what God called you to be. It's about loving other people in the process. You guys here tonight? Real loving. Listen, I love my girlfriend the most when I understand what God did for me. Because what God says is, listen, you don't forgive off your own strength. You forgive because you have been forgiven. You love because you have been loved. 
the love and forgiveness that you give in the world only is real because you've been loved and you've been forgiven. In other words, you're trying to let light shine in an avenue that light only comes from me. If you try to forgive people outside the forgiveness of Jesus, it'll never really happen. You guys here with me tonight? In other words, someone, someone hurts you, I forgive you, bro. But you don't believe in Jesus. You don't know what Jesus did for you. You don't know that he forgave you of everything you've ever did wrong. So you give forgiveness with your mouth, but you don't give forgiveness with your heart. And it eats at you. And it eats at you every day. You're still offended. You're still hurt. You're living offended. You worship offended. You live offended. In your next relationship, you're kind of scarred. You still got some, some things to handle, some, you know, some, some T's to cross, some, some I's to dot. You haven't really let go. But the truth is, is that you forgive truly when you understand that you've been forgiven. When you understand that God has forgiven you, you can take that forgiveness and give it to other people. You only really love people when you really receive God's love. And you say, Lord, I want to be transparent in your sight. I want to be honest in your sight. In your eyes and in the eyes of man, Lord, I want to be transparent. When you submit your, your love to the Father, you experience real living. You experience real loving. Man, I love this one. You experience real laughing. Uh, there's a moment uh, my sister had not too long ago. She's sitting across the table with someone, and they're literally talking about the worst moments of their life. And then it transitions to the best moments of their life in God. And they begin to start talking, and they begin to open up, and literally, they started laughing. I mean, laughing like, you ever laughed about how good God is? Like, yo, he's so good. Like, he kept me. He saved me. This is hilarious. I should have died. I should have been broken, but he kept me. He loves me. God is so good. You ever laughed and said, yo, God is so good? Man, laughing is awesome when it's about the dirty joke, right? Dirty jokes are funny. I guess so, right? Whatever. Not really. But what's more funny is that God loves me even though I'm broken, even though I'm dirty. What's funny is that God still loves me. So isn't it awesome to laugh about the goodness of God sometimes? Like, yo, God is so for me. Like, yo, God is so with me. Like, if he's for me, who can be against me? There's real, there's real living, there's real loving, real laughing. I love this one. You start to really lead when you let the light of God shine through you. Why? Because the light isn't coming from yourself. It's actually you being transparent. You want to start leading people? You want to be a leader in our church? You got to learn how to be a true lover of Jesus. You got to know how to be the most transparent. This worship team's up here because they're the most transparent people you'll ever meet. Every single day, Lord, make me a vessel. Work in me. Break me. Let your light shine through me. I don't want to worship off of my own light because that's a distorted light. That's a messed up light.